Now for episode two of Joe Says Things. Enjoy. Tell me about ballerinos. Because it was recently brought to my attention by my dear friend David that ballerinos are a thing. Now, I know there are male ballerinas. I've always known that. But I was not aware of their title as ballerinos. And that's legitimate? Uh, uh, Yes, it is. Uh, The traditional gender-specific titles that are used for ballet dancers are ballerina Mm -hmm. and ballerino. It's just shocking to me. I imagine it's just because, like... As a society, we just like stereotype, you know, women towards dance. You only hear about ballerinas. Yeah. But I've, it's like prior to this conversation, I don't know if I've ever heard the term ballerino before. Uh, in French, a male ballet dancer is referred to as a dance, dancer, danseur. Danseur. And a female is a danseuse. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Duc de sus. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, shall we discuss your controversial views on dance? (laughs) I'm just teasing. We won't discuss that. I'll edit that out. Or will I? It's only controversial if you don't believe in the truth. Oh my god! The you know, truth, the light, and the way. It's like, you know, when you say things like that, yeah, at a certain point, I may insist that you tell people about your controversial views on dance. Uh, oh my god. Dance is not an art. Oh my god. Dance would be more like a sport, and that is why it's in the Olympics. So... David has just outed himself. (laughs) Um, To all of the numerous dancers that I know who are not listening to this, but if you are, um, I do not condone what he has said. But uh, but it doesn't make it any less true. (laughs) But yeah, the from the perspective that dance is not an art, I think it's an art. Telling a story with your body. Yeah. I, I, I've heard this claim, <laughs> and if I were to make my hands into that of a bird or a butterfly... He's doing so now, just so you know. Is this considered art? I mean, it's getting an emotional response from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if, you, if you just purely look at art as any kind of emotional response from a stimuli... Mm-hmm. Then a, a a baby is an art. Uh, I will say it is a piece of art, my friend. <laughs> I, I, I will say I do not come from the perspective that babies are inherently art, but there are like a ton of moms right now who will immediately be like, "No, no, babies are art." But it's like when I think about it in that way, it, no, <laughs> babies are, are people, mm-hmm. L- little people. Um, They're tinier versions of people. I've heard that. I've heard that claim. Uh, and that's one I support. That's one of David's claims I'm willing to get back behind. Uh, one of his wild claims. Crazy old Maurice. <laughs> um, anything that can can uh, cause an emotional response is art. I've heard that argument before, and I don't necessarily agree with it. The, I don't know. I think the concept of art, the it is hard to pin down. It's like inherently it's already its broad thing. I think that dance is an art form. But dance has made me feel and have, it's like, for me, it has conveyed, like, really, like, big concepts and brilliant moments. Like, that stuff of, 
uh, I feel like dance and movement can convey like the spark between people, like the like romance without anything being said. That I think it can do that kind of stuff really well. Um, but for you, you've never had that like kind of click for for dance, right? No, and I've actually I've seen quite a bit of dance shows. I've uh, I've seen uh, moving out, move out. The uh, ballet based on Billy Joel's uh, discography. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, For the record, I've never seen a, a ballet. Oh. I've seen a lot of dance shows, but I've never seen a ballet. It. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I. I don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're not the person to discuss it with. <laughs> what uh, dance would you recommend I go see? Well, I, I, I've, 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 I've given it my, my, my fair shot. Uh, multiple tries, and all the while, I, I. To be fair, when I initially was going to go see "Moving Out, Move Out," whichever the title is, yeah, I thought it was a play or musical. Oh no! And so then I was very confused as to why no one was talking. <laughs> They or all singing. forgot their lines. They're all just going immediately to the cutaway dancing. <laughs> Why is this whole show filler? <laughs> right. I don't understand. It doesn't move the plot along. <laughs> oh, wait. I guess it does a little. <laughs> but it's so abstract to the, to the point that, um, that maybe, maybe I just don't get it. And that's and that's fair. It's like I'm sure a lot of dancers that be listening to this, the ones who like really like delve into it, and that's their world, would probably come from that perspective. It's just like, oh, he just doesn't get it. Mm. Um, and it's just that's a good picture of like a lot of people, you know, take for granted just how differently a person can perceive art or perceive anything for that matter. Like to the point that you can argue whether or not it's art in the first place. Um, but I do think like just even trying to define the concept of art is already so like broad and difficult. Like the it's like is it a level of like actual difficulty? I'm probably not. Like, you consider what your kid draws art. There's modern art where it's just a piece of stick on a, on a great giant canvas. <laughs> I remember my, uh, I had a, a teacher in high school who, uh, it was two teachers in high school, that the, they were, like, best friends and they traveled together everywhere. And one of the things, they would go to, like, the modern art museum sometimes, and they one that was, like, really distinct for them, one piece, I don't know who it was by, um, but it's literally just a pile of shit. <laughs> literally just a pile of shit and I don't know what it's called I don't know why that was the choice um, but that was something that was like presented in a like in at, at an art show and it's like that was for, for them that was a thing where it's like nope this one's not for me oh okay <laughs> but because uh, there's stuff like that where it's like oh this is so abstract and then you see other ones that are a bit more ham handed like the uh, church is made of bullets Yes, yeah. uh, I actually think I found the uh, the name of that uh, shit painting. Uh, what was it? It was Ode to Scat. <laughs> uh, of course, he's in reference to the uh, type of jazz singing. <laughs> That's shitty. <laughs> I, on the other hand, uh, completely oppose your uh, opinion of that. Scoot it that that's that's the name actually. Like, oh, I get it. Oh, scat. Uh, that's what it is. There we are. There we are. <laughs> I was wondering what the saxophone was for. 
saxophone just buried in shit. Oh, now see, now that is a painting. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's a story there. Yeah. Like, someone's trying to say something, and they are not into jazz. <laughs> Bare minimum, they're not into this saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something Elaine and I uh, touched on for the, the the first podcast, the one that will go out first, the which the recording quality will hopefully be uh, worse than this because <laughs> we used an iPhone, and if I find that this uh, mic that I purchased is not as good or equivalent to my iPhone, I won't be thrilled. Um, but uh, but for that first one, we touched a little bit on um, New Year's resolutions because like you know it's literally the new year and people are doing like all these different things. The have you ever do you do New Year's resolutions? Have you done them in the past? Oh sure, uh, you know it, it usually is a um, a class room requirement when you're in school. Oh like, sure, yeah. You know, hey, it's the new year. You're just back from break. We'll do a little writing thing. Let's do uh, you know resolutions. And as a kid. What kind of resolution do you really, you know... <laughs> have or need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What body issues do you have in high school other than every single body issue? <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, it's like, now in elementary school, you probably shouldn't have too many. Um, but by high school, no, no, at this point, I, I hate myself. Right, yeah. The, like, what's natural? <laughs> <laughs> Just as the media has told me to. Exactly. Like, oh, no, this is vile. You know what I should do? Continue to grow up my hair long. So all those that see me shall flee from my sight. How long did your hair get? Because I never saw it that long. That's for the best. Um, so my hair, I started growing it in junior high. And then it's like by the time I like cut it off off in junior college, <laughs> which was many years later, it was down. It was my lower back. It was down to my lower back. It was very long hair. Um, and and you, did you take a certain pride in it? At the time, it's like the I liked having long hair for a really long time, the, or I liked the idea of it. I think part of it, too, was the um, my brother, he grew his hair really long, um, and it's like the, I don't know if it's just like that older brother doing something, you attach onto that, or if there's just something like the, maybe it was like liking like the fantasy movies and stuff like that that I did, like these, you know, like long-haired characters. Um, the Legolas, Legolas, of course. Yeah. I mean, the every character in that uh, movie essentially has long hair. Um, I, it, Lord of the Rings did it. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I will say this: it's. I don't know if it's a popular opinion. I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion. Viggo Morgensen doesn't look good with short hair. I liked his hair longer. That's true. Yeah. Is it just that we're used to him with longer hair? That could be it. Because it's one where it's like, oh man, when, when, uh, oh my god, what's the character's name? Aragorn? Uh, Aragorn. Aragorn, sorry. A- Aragorn is, is the dragon. I apologize to every, every fantasy <laughs> nerd. Uh, but yeah, the it's like, oh man, you look good as Aragorn. What's this? You look terrible. Oh, it's 20 years later. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, my, my apologies. And he does not look terrible. He actually looks really good. Um, the For... A human man. Moving on. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I had I had super long hair, and I did not look good with long hair. And I think part of it was this thing of like the because you just connect with certain things when you're younger mm-hmm. for no good reason. And now uh, you you have blondish hair, darker blonde. Would the, that be accurate? A light brown, light yeah. brown. Um, so you weren't trying to go for like a super saiyan kind of look. <laughs> No, the oh, were you asking if I spiked my hair? Right, right. Um, I, I, I was not though. That would have been a choice. Yeah. Um, it, but no, it's like I just and I'd always have it in a ponytail. I'd never have it down. 
Um, like I could probably count the number of times I had it down in school, like the on maybe one hand. Like I'd always have it tied back. Um, and I don't really know. Like it, I think it was just became a habit. Like I didn't know what I would look like mm-hmm. with short hair, so I was afraid to do it. And well, you just put that in a ponytail, and you can see what it looks like. But but it's like it doesn't though, because it has this like it's you know down the center it has oh, this odd okay. look. But it's like that's I understand what you're saying, but no, it doesn't capture how garbage I looked. Right. Um. The it was just the and honestly, nothing against people with long hair, not really. Um. That's like there are a lot of guys. There are some. There are guys that have that long hair that look good. Sure. Um. It's like I came in before the. Um, what do you call it? The man bun generation mm. oh, where yeah. long hair really like long hair. It's, it's kind of like the sixties and seventies kind of stuff sure. where it's like long hair is much more accepted and liked right now. The, for me, there was no, that wasn't a thing. Of course, I will say this, uh, the man bun has been out for a few years now. Oh, no, it has. Yeah, yeah, I mean, out of yes, fashion. But that's my point. Like, the, it's like, I, I missed the one, like, basically by, by about a would've. year, two years. Yeah, where yeah. it could have been helpful, I missed it. No. Like, the, because you're right, it's it's out at this point. But longer hair for guys, the it's gone in and out, and I was at the worst of times. Um, and it just, it doesn't look good on me. Mm. It never looked particularly good, but I had it for years. Uh, I did the same thing in high school with a mullet. Hmm. Uh, what is I, with high school? I, <laughs> I got it at the, uh, the very end, the last week of freshman year. And occasionally I'd have to chop it off for uh, school productions. Oh, sure. Uh, plays, what have you, because what have you. <laughs> and, um, but no, it got down to about my shoulder blade at, at, at its longest. <laughs> Not Specifically a mullet, shaved yeah. on the, like, short on the side. It Business was, of the front party in the back, as they say. It was very good. It was very good looking. <laughs> uh... You laugh, but actually, it was very quite stylish. <laughs> I uh, I believe you. Um, although I will say this, I literally just had a conversation last week with an old high school friend, um, who just out of nowhere she just she said, "I'm so glad that the drama teacher made you cut that mullet off." <laughs> <laughs> that that was a thing for mine. Literally, it's so I I was doing theater for a while at JC, going through the classes. And like trying to get you know, like getting better and better. The moment I cut my hair, literally the next audition I did, I got I got a part. Mm. Literally the next one, like I the my wife she has said before, and this is a hundred percent true. If I had had long hair on my Tinder profile, she would have never <laughs> swiped right on me, never. Like and again, we're married now. Right. I think this is the reason why she was looking down the road and she's just thinking, no, I don't want him using all my fancy shampoos. <laughs> You know what? I still use nice shampoos. <laughs> That's one thing. The and th- there was a there was the feeling of like being shirtless and taking your hair off and having soft hair against your your back. Yes. That's pretty much all that would be positive. <laughs> the it smelled nice. It was soft. Yeah. The because I I always took care. I didn't have like ratty hair. But yeah, I just didn't. It, it didn't look good for me. It's just it was essentially like a habit I got into that I was afraid to break. And then I waited so long to break it. But then when I did, my life immediately started improving when it came to, like, the, the stuff that I wanted. Like, getting into shows. It's like, relationship stuff got better. Like, the, it just, it was, it was a better look for me to have short hair. Because, the, again, there are some guys who can look, like, Jason Momoa. That's a man. Keep your hair long. You're a wild, delicious animal. You, if, if you have enough muscles to back it up. That does help. 
I think I think it's the and I don't mean any offense because again I had long hair as well. Uh, uh, the better in shape you are, the more masculine you look, the more little femininities you can. And I don't know if that's a word or not. Uh, you can get away with muster. Oh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting thought. Where it's like the because the if you think about the individuals with long hair, it's like the guys with long hair that are popular. The he doesn't have it now, but Chris Hemsworth, absolutely, Jason Momoa. It's like these are two. It's like when they're for certain projects, very similarly jacked men, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh yeah, no, it's like that. that put that long hair all over me. Um, the I guess I don't know how, the but as but, things, but as. <laughs> Uh, but as soon as Chris Hemworth cut his hair, people were like, "Oh sh- no, this is this is better." <laughs> it's true. It's true. The, the, that may be true for Jason Momoa. It could be. Yeah, we've one, never seen him with short hair. On his next project, um, he'll have something after Aquaman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but he, will it be successful? Here's the thing: he's going to go through the standard macho man uh, series of movies. He's yeah. doing a lot of action right now. And then he's got to play the family man, like a pacifier. Oh, yes. Type role. Yeah. Uh, uh, that Mr. one went very well. Mr. Nanny. Yeah. Uh, the Tooth Fairy starring The Rock. Um, <laughs> Sir, there really is a format here. Just to soften him up to make him more palatable to the masses. Yeah. And so when that happens, he's going to he's going to have to cut the hair. You're right. I'm sorry, Jason, and all the women who adore you. But one day you're going to have to cut the hair. And they'll probably adore you still because your reputation is built on being a beautiful man who is obscenely jacked. It, it, do you know if he's Samoan by nature? Um, I know the I know he's Hawaiian. Hawaiian. But I don't know if it's if he has specific Samoan heritage. Okay. But he uh, but he is Hawaiian. Okay. Um, I know at least for part of his his bloodline, but I don't know. And I only know that specifically from, uh, there's an interview years ago where it's like someone was asking if like, I don't know if they're asking if he literally could swim or if he liked swimming. And his response was, I'm Hawaiian, bro. <laughs> Which is one of the more Hawaiian statements that I think one can make. Hang loose. I believe he literally made the hang loose thing as he, no, he did. He said it in the interview, but not in that moment. I didn't, he didn't uh, do it there. He didn't do it there. Because <laughs> um, that also, like, think about it, like, no, that image doesn't make sense. It's like, just <laughs> hang loose. I'm Hawaiian, bro. <laughs> like... Is this just how you respond to things? <laughs> how are you? I'm Hawaiian, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so good, then. <laughs> yeah. Although, Hawaii does have a tragic drug problem. Moving on. Mm. Um, a terrible homeless problem. Yeah, it's it's an expensive island with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. The, if you're a tourist, a wonderful and amazing place to be. If you're just a person who lives and works there, you literally can travel nowhere. Yeah. Would you like to go to Disneyland? The it's an equal distance between uh, Tokyo Disney and uh, Mainland Disney. Oh, do enjoy, <laughs> roughly. But it's like the everything. If you want to go anywhere, like to travel, do any kind of what normal people are like. Oh, I'll just go for a road trip. The it's going to be an insanely expensive plane ticket. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Just get off that island. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, you also as a um, what do you call it? Uh, a pharmacist. You make amazing money there. They also have, like, higher standards for becoming pharmacists. I think it's related to the drug issue. Oh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you can make fantastic money. Like, the, it's the, their pay scale for pharmacists there is higher than mainland. I did not know. Yeah, it's just one of those funny little facts. And someone will Google it and be like, he's full of shit. Like, I'm not. You can Google it. I'm right. Uh, 
I, th- I feel like everything we're presenting is meant to be truthful, in, unless you you can uh, feel that there's a sense of humor behind it. Yes, the I mean, if you find anything that we say to be wrong, uh, keep it to yourself. <laughs> uh, make sure to visit the comment section. A hundred percent. I will one hundred percent read everything you say. And feel bad about everything you're about to say. <laughs> oh, so real. I like the Game Grumps. They just don't read comments. Oh, they that's literally, fair. They'll openly say, it's like, yeah, no, we don't read that stuff. The, they, there's one of them, though, that will we'll read it. And one of my favorite responses he had, um, the, uh, the it's like someone had some like some really mean one to say. And it's the, the guy, Ross, he responded. And it's like, uh, come at me, scrub lord, I'm ripped. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the that that'd be. I, I don't want to read comments. They'll make me. They'll make me sad inside. No, oh. but I will say if like if people listening to this have ideas for stuff that we can discuss, are curious what our views are, um, or just want to yell at us about our not our about David's controversial views on tans, um, the uh, do so in the comments. <laughs> um, and if you rate us highly, I don't know how this works yet. This is my first podcast. Yes. Um, but I assume if you rate us highly, uh, we'll give you a shout out, something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, at the very least, we'll also say that you also hate dance. If you, if you give us a five-star rating, we will say that you hate dance. First, last name, social security, whatever you want to give us. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, oh, that was the thing is that, have you ever had a, um, uh, a resolution for New Year's that was successful? Um, is that an insulting thing to ask? <laughs> Just was the tone of it, like, have, have you, you ever, ever done anything right? <laughs> have you ever fulfilled a, one of your own goals? <laughs> have you ever done anything <laughs> that, that, that made you better? <laughs> Because I know you haven't. <laughs> it was more specific. I, I, he's done wonderful, successful things. I more mean, has he ever done specifically something for New Year's? Have you ever done a resolution carried it through? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, knowing how resolutions work, um, you, you try to make them as vague as possible. Yes. So that you can fulfill them. I'm 100% in that world. Otherwise, if you say, all right, it is my... New Year's resolution to lose 50 pounds, an unreasonable amount of money, er, uh, pounds, which is money in England. (laughs) It's a strong recovery from David there. (laughs) A strong recovery. Uh, if, If you don't meet that goal, you feel like you failed. Yeah. That was the, it was interesting because uh, we touched on that for the, the first episode with Elena because um, we, we had a few different subjects and we were talking about how um, for different people they've had um, different levels of success when it comes to like, or different people um, the respond to goals in different ways. I'll make that less vague. Um, for me, going for a broad goal of like, I want to save money and I want to be in better shape, that is way easier for me to do because I'm the kind of person that if I go for that one of like, all right, I'm going to lose a pound a week. Or I'm going to lose a pound in this amount of time. If I don't do that, I'm trash and the only answer is food and sadness. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I go immediately down a negative path. For me, it just, it, it sabotages me. I can't use a scale if I'm doing weight loss. I, right. I avoid them like the plague. Well, well I, 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 this is not an original thought. This is not an original saying. Um, 
but this is what I do truly believe as far as weight goes, uh, weight loss in particular. Uh, weight is just a number. It's really more about how you feel. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and if you've, I mean, with that in mind, if you have body issues, I do, uh, I do think that you should go see a doctor. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, you want professional assistance, not some jackass on a mic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just for de- eating disorders and things like that, like that, one hundred percent. Yeah, get professional help for those kind exactly. of things because that's one where it's like the you'll have every good intention to help yourself, but it's like you need the tools, and it's like and professionals can help you get those. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it's like there there are people who just think it's like okay, well, I'm just going to make this like this change and it'll be fine. Like I can totally skip this. Like sometimes it's good to go to a professional to like get to the heart of the issue. And there, if you're looking to lose weight, going to see a doctor is not a bad idea as well. They can give you some kind of regimen. That's true. And one of the things they can do too, the that I know, um, the family member that did that uh, that helped out, that helped them out, is they can actually do tests to assess your metabolism. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and get a better sense of like, because some people when they cut their their calorie intake by you know like 500 calories, they're going to lose all the weight that they've ever wanted to lose and hit their goals. But a lot of people, it's like the how much calories you naturally burn in a day can vary a lot. Um, and like the, it's often frustrating for like men versus women. The men were kind of spoiled when it comes to the, I think it's just our body's like utilization of testosterone, but we tend to lose weight really quickly. Right. Um, so it's like the, the calorie intake is not necessarily as important, but it's like anyway, the long story long for this doctor can help you get an advantage to understand your body and how to lose weight health in a healthy way. And there is just genetics in general. That's true. Where if you're a big person by nature, you're going to be a big person your whole life. Your whole life. Yeah. And that's something that it's like, that's more about just accepting who you are. Like, that's not, and, it just is what it is. Yeah. And if you want to yell at anyone, yell at your grandfather. <laughs> you cursed me with your own blood. <laughs> It's called eugenics. It's real. <laughs> it's called eugenics. <laughs> Go in, alter your own genetics. Be very expensive and illegal. <laughs> There's wonderful technology. It's called CRISPR. It's a funny name. And a scientist recently in China uh, used it to uh, edit uh, twin babies. That is very interesting. Yeah. I it, didn't hear about that. So, yeah, it's interesting. So, he came out with the, with the, essentially, he said it's like he added two female embryos to make them resistant to HIV, which is like, oh, that sounds interesting. Because um, the idea is that the, the dad was um, HIV positive. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, go through the, this, you know, in vitro fertilization, all this stuff, um, and the, edit them so they'd be resistant to HIV to be born. So what were the unseen side effects? So that is yet to be seen. Oh, and also okay. it's like when it comes to like the his research wasn't like the wasn't like fully published in normal ways, but when it comes to people's understanding his reputation and his understanding of the technology, he legitimately could have done what he did. And he's claiming that he did it. Um, all you know it's like people are obviously like, you know, surging against this is extremely unethical. And one of the big ones they touched on cuz it sounds initially it sounds like oh, like making the babies HIV resistant is really like that that's great. However, it was actually not necessary to do that because one of the things that they can do for um, it's like for the in vitro it's like for that kind of fertilization the because I don't know if I'm using in vitro correctly um, but it's like for that kind of fertilization the they can actually do uh, a kind of like wash of the semen to literally remove the HIV from it and then inseminate the uh, the eggs and then you can have these babies so it's a it's editing 
human genome without an understanding of what the long-term consequences could be without any necessity to do it. And that's what they talk about is where you use things like CRISPR and this type of technology, you're supposed to use it where you have no other choice, where it's like this is something where the there's no other way to deal with this type of mutation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just do it because like, I wonder what's going to happen. Right. So that was the, it was just interesting. See, I like the idea of this CRISPR because then we can finally get to mutants. Like, and I'm, I'm spe- speaking spe- specifically of Marvel's X-Men. I feel like that is uh, very attainable. Once they find the control magnetic fields gene, we're going to go to town. Oh, it's going to be flying and... It's gonna, it's just going to be great all around. Yeah, most people will be Magneto in ten years. We predict that. <laughs> You can hold us to that. Yeah, absolutely. In 10 years, you can yell at us. <laughs> in, in fact, I encourage it. Yeah. Um, but beware, our guards will be Magnetos. <laughs> our 10-year-old guards <laughs> will be Magnetos. <laughs> it's like, what? It's fine. He's got superpowers. How, how many Magnetos do you want? Uh, just for my personal entourage? Yes. A minimum of five. Five? <laughs> of course. Uh, just a pentagon just standing around you at all times? Well, I don't like using that word. People people associate it in negative ways. <laughs> um, but I do assume they will walk with me in, we'll just call it, a star. <laughs> They'll walk around me in a star format, and anyone who approaches me gets magnetoed. However that will manifest. I leave that to the ten-year-olds. They're the professionals. The idea is you have three on 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 your front at any given point, right? The one, two. Oh, I so don't. Like I don't understand numbers. So um, the I was thinking. So I'd be dead center. Yes. And then uh, there would be. We'll use a, a, a pentagram symbol of one, two, three, four, five. I made a, a shape for a podcast. That didn't help. <laughs> um, imagine a star with five points, and I'm in the middle. And each star, I mean, each point represents a 10-year-old with magnetic powers, who is my bodyguard. So, now, here's my question. Why why, why that shape? And not more like, uh, why a traditional star? And not more like a Jewish star, where you have two in seven? front. No, that's six. Oh, is it six-pointed? Okay. Yeah, so you have two up at the front, and then two on the sides. Oh, that does seem more effective. Yeah. Uh because you're, you're, it just sounds like to me you're leaving your back wide open. He's got a point. You know what? I find it more defensible. We're gonna go with the uh, the the six star, the uh, David star of magnetic defense. Uh, that's, yeah, not uh, to go back to TM. <laughs> that sounds like an, an object in uh, the current world of D and D. It does. David Star of Magnetic Defense. <laughs> it's just resisted against what people in armor. Yeah, like the, or, the, the, or or any kind of uh, metal slap, weapon. Yeah, any metal weapon. But guy with stick will mess you up. That was the latest episode of Joe Says Things with my dear friend Dave. I hope you had fun, and you should look forward to more. Have a great day. <laughs>